So today's episode addresses the poster child of the Quadrant 2, that being certainty. Uh, It's been said, whoever has the certainty rules. Well, I'd like to take that one to task. So let's have a look at what it is to be certain and what does certainty mean, both upsides and downsides. This is a place where those who suspect they're innately wise, brilliant and powerful come to learn how to transform their lives. One cognition, one realisation and one blinding flash of the obvious at a time. We are the innovators, the record breakers, the world makers and creators of all kinds. We supersede the suppressive worldview of mass ignorance and awaken the strength within. We are waking up to our innate secrets. My name is Dr. Mark Postles and welcome to the Innate Secrets Podcast. Or, or, or possibly um, in prison because you weren't being truthful to yourself and, and you lied about your potential and, and what you were capable of and, and what you wanted to do. So that's a prison. That holds you back. That stops you from being free. So while these prisons are limitations for sure, the, the flip side of uncertainty as a prison of your mind is certainty. And uncertainty is definitely uh, an area that could be seen to be negative, but it's also an area that seems it could be seen to be positive. Likewise, certainty has the two polarities there as well. So let's let's explore these weird opposites. Now, I, I can say with, with absolute certainty that inside every person, inside you, is a genius. Inside every person, there's something miraculous, unique. If you look around, there's not one other person in the world who is ever who is exactly like you, and there's no one who's ever been exactly like you. So inside of every person is this Aristotle, Da Vinci, uh, Plato, uh, Milton, or Shelley, Copernicus, or, or Galileo. It's, it's the great artist or poet or, or businessman or, or leader, thinker, philosopher. It's all within. It is all within you. So life is about waking that up. It's about bringing those possibilities to the surface. Now, when we look at the relationship between the quadrant one, which is the right frontal part of the brain, and the quadrant two, which is the left base of the part of the brain, we see a, a relationship here between uh, uncertainty and certainty. We see in quadrant one this idea of, of anything's possible and the world and all, all of this universe is, a, is a, a set of possibilities and potentialities. And the information has to be filtered through to keep us grounded, to keep us safe, to keep us uh, referencing our physical existence. It has to be filtered through by the quadrant two. And so the quadrant two part has a record of everything that's ever happened. And, And it's not so much about what's happened. It's about our perception of what's happened. And housed in this area are our beliefs. There are beliefs about the past and there's a tendency to bring our past into now and then project it forward uh, into the future. 
and expect the future to be the same as the past, or now to be the same as the past. So certainty then is, is a belief that's based on perception of events and experiences in the past. So every single thing we've ever done, every, every, everything that someone said, uh, that other people have done, uh, world events, individual, minutia, is all encoded in terms of was this dangerous, was this a threat to me, um, and did I survive? So this belief system is based on that. It's based on this perception that this particular event is dangerous and we keep away from it. And that will guide us forward going you know, into, into a whole new uh, unit of time. So we can find ourselves many years down the track still operating as if a given situation is, is dangerous or a given situation is um, a threat to us. Now, for me, for example, I had this notion, I don't know where I quite came across it because we're in a sort of middle-class family and there was plenty of food on the table. But in my perception, there was uh, limited food in the, in the safe. Now, I think what it was was that there was um, limited food that I liked uh, certain you know, friends at school had different types of lunch that were, to me, just the sort of thing you'd expect at Christmas, you know, like ham and your sandwiches or something. And so I, I developed this uh, idea, this perception that uh, food is, is important. And so that was high or is high on my priority list. It's, it's high on my values. And... I'm, I'm driven by that. I, I, I notice that I do have a, uh, a tendency to maybe have a little bit of a, a seconds. You know, I may not be necessarily feeling hungry by the time I have my first, uh, first course, but I'll always go back for just a bit more. And I realise that that is a, um, a drive based on a perception that there's not enough. And there's a, a certainty that drives that. There's a, making sure that I get enough, making sure that when we go on a uh, go to the supermarket that we get just a little bit extra, making sure that when we go on a picnic that there's always enough for everyone. And there's a, um, a, an action that I take relative to that that uh, one could track back to a very earlier experience. And so... That's the nature of, of how we act in the present is that our belief structure is the foundation for our behaviours right now, our attitudes right now, our likes and dislikes right now. And so certainty stacks like that. You know, if, if we have an experience and we succeed, um, such as, you know, I was, I was good at um, relating to people and talking and making people feel good, or at least allowing people the space to feel good. And so I have high certainty in that because I know that I'm good at it. I know that I can, um, that I can work uh, with people in a very advantageous way for everyone. So that, that's created certainty for me in, in my capacity as a facilitator of change with people. Um, likewise, I was had some very interesting experiences and memories relative to mathematics. So mathematics for me uh, was something that I got a message very early on the piece that uh, I wasn't good at it, 
I wasn't uh, successful at, at the equations. Now, the interesting thing was that I tended to get the right answers, but I didn't get there by the right means. And so that gave me a, uh, a certainty about the fact that I was not um, cut out for mathematics. Now, um, probably in, in more recent times, I've actually started to enjoy that, for that abstract language called mathematics. However, um, for most of my life, it's been this uh, uncertainty about my uh, ability as a mathematician and uh, therefore I'm certain that I'm not good at math. So you can see how the past experiences then taint our present encounters. And the purpose of this discussion is obviously is to bring some awareness to that. So you're probably thinking, as I've been talking here, that, wow, yeah, that's me. I can, I can relate to that. I've taken on ideas about how the world is, my biases, my goods and bads and rights and wrongs. And I've attached a certain uh, label to that. And many of those labels surround the topic of certainty. So... If we look at the quantum one part, what happens when we love something is we, we attract it. We, uh, we attract maybe inspiration and opportunity and, and possibility. And, and that's, uh, that energy aligns the probabilities. So as our mind becomes clear and open, it becomes a vehicle and a channel for, for true wisdom. And we receive that, that genius light of wisdom. Now... We get with that enthusiasm, it affects our body and, and uh, affects every cell, in fact, and allows us to be more creative and, and reach those potentialities. And that's the way in which we attract resources into our life and the people and the places and the things and the ideas and the events uh, that help us fulfill um, that dominant thought. Now, that that's, has to be fueled by a state of certainty about the fact that this world is big and that we that it's intelligent and that um, as the premise of the innate secrets is is that it's it is there's a benevolent world uh, and yet at the same time there's um, there's an uncertainty about it and this is where the push-pull happens because it's about allowing ourselves to be uncertain uh, and it has to come from a high state of certainty so see that the big certain the certainty about the world is that we trust it, and when we trust it, then we're safe to be uncertain. If we're cowering from the world and we're defensive and we're trying to survive, we go into certainty to protect ourselves. So if we look at it from that position, then there's there's upsides and downsides, and the upsides of certainty would be that well we're sure we we understand that. Yes, this has happened before. I know the way out. Follow me, or I I know how to do it. Um, it gives us a laser light focus because it brings things into a pinprick uh, of a of a um, concentric concentric nature where where we just go after a certain one thing, and we can therefore have great penetration. Think of a laser; it just goes very very narrow. And so we can have influence and, and certainty will allow us to plan and plan very rigorous, rigorously and, and definitely and it allows us to organise things and therefore have control. And probably one of the big outcomes of certainty is to have control. Now, on the flip side of that, then we have uh, certainty. It takes us so narrow we, we can't see the, the forest for the trees, so to speak. 
uh, it is a state of exclusiveness so that it will exclude other opinions and other beliefs. So when we're certain, we block out anything else that's around us that could um, blur the edges of that that we're certain of. It might bring in another viewpoint, another opinion. And so that leads to dogma. That leads to being so certain about something that we're not willing to look at any other facts. And it's really interesting because this uh, quadrant two area is the, is the area of cerebral science. And it's, it's where science begins and, and the pursuit of, of science can become very, very dogmatic uh, if it doesn't go into the quadrant one part and the big picture and start to imagine. So we find that most scientists tend to be quite dogmatic and they become paralyzed. There's a paralysis that sets in because it's not willing to look at the variables. It wants to exclude the variables and, and, and exclude anything that's not fitting with its particular idea or particular dogma. And so that gives limited synaptic connections in the brain. And that changes the brain because, as we know, the nerves that fire together wire together and when they're firing along the same track continuously, then that, the, the, the synapses that are not used in that, in that endeavor start to get weaker and uh, end up becoming uh, rather useless. In fact, can atrophy. And, and we end up with uh, a lack of uh, plasticity, a lack of options, a lack of ability to go in any other direction than that central dogma that, we, that we're facing and that we've always done and we always will do. So that's, and in fact, I think that's, that's probably why they, they say that scientific revolutions happen with the headstones of the previous scientists, you know, that, that science only changes when the old school die out and um, then it allows for a new group to come in with um, a, maybe a bigger picture and uh, if they continue with the same route, though, they too will go into that same uh, limited brain function and um, live in their, in their area of, of um, uh, constriction, you know, the, the ability uh, to not see outside of their own little bubble. So that's our trap as a, as a human being, you know, it's to grab the potentials but it's also to be able to organize those potentials and at the same time uh, free ourselves up from the constraints of the past to go forward into the future and risk at the same time being safe in doing so so it's you know there's, there's a, a real juggle neurologically with uh, with doing this thing called life so that's just striking the balance and and it's a dance between, the quadrant one and the quadrant two part. And so I would take on a position here that be certainly not certain. You know, that would be an overriding mantra that how do you know? What else is possible? Where else could you go? Why and why not? So whilst it's important to be safe and secure and it's important to be, be have, have some degree of control, it's also much more important to have expansion and development as a human being. And that's what this interplay between the quadrant one and the quadrant two do for us. The certainty, uncertainty effect. So have fun thinking about that one and uh, I'll catch you 
on the next podcast. Your brain and ways that serve you so that you can be confident, connected, and bring joy and passion into what you do every day. Get a free copy of my book, The Innate Model. Go to theinnatemodel.com forward slash free book.